Welcome back to another week of This Just In, another pre-recorded show coming at you, so sorry about that. Josh and I are on the road. Aaron is uh, sitting in my house right now because we're on fall break. (laughs) Yeah, man. So, guys, how are we doing this week? We're doing awesome, you know. The boys basketball team coming off a win. And, you know, that just has me excited. I haven't been on two, two different weeks now. Happy to be back. Hyped to be back. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to use my introduction by saying good morning to everyone, unless your name is Mike Tomlin, Mason Rudolph, Deontay Johnson, or Pat Fryermuth. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're going to tackle the uh, debacle that was Steelers-Lions uh, this past Sunday. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Guys, we want to start off with some NBA. Uh, I think that I would like to give some praise uh, to the Thunder who are a playoff team, guys. Aaron, you did not sound confident at the beginning of the year that this was going to happen. Yeah, if you asked any kind of NBA fan, even Thunder fan, if this was going to happen, nobody would have said that they would be in a play-in, the play-in right now. Uh, six and eight, though. It's more games than I thought we'd win, to be honest with you. But, yeah, yeah I'm a hyped Thunder fan. Yeah, because I think your official prediction was five wins or something like that. Probably. For the season. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm sure there's some sarcasm thrown in there, but you know, like honestly, the way that on paper, like there's Shea Gilgis Alexander, the goat, and then there's no one. You have Josh Giddy. Nobody knew what Josh Giddy was going to do this year. Yeah, I don't think anybody expected Lou Dort to be effective oh, offensively. That's but my, that's my bad. Forgot he about Lou he Dort. was the key part <laughs> in uh, one of our games this past week when we beat the Kings. Had the steal and layup that won the game. Yeah. Lou Dort, everybody. Averaging 17 on the season. The like Dortcher Chambers in full effect. I saw that. They posted that when he got name. the yeah when he got the steal <laughs> on De'Aaron Fox and won the game. I saw them post that that caption. I was like, that's actually like really awesome, it's really such creative. A sick I actually like like you guys as a young team. I like the way you guys figuring things out. You got like some less to, less talked about guys. Darius Baisley, um, I'm can't, uh, Jeremiah Earl Robinson, I believe. Yeah, then, Earl Robinson. Kenrich Williams, yeah. Kenrich Williams was the other name I was thinking of. Like, they've been they've been nice, you know, contributing, good wings. It's always good when you. We already talked about like the backcourt and how they can be good, but like you guys also developing some good wing players, three and D guys. It could be helpful going forward. Yeah, I mean, in terms of just general NBA right now, uh, Celtics really struggling. Uh, no Jalen Brown really hurts. Who I have said is their best player uh, now for probably about a year and a half. You know, nothing against Jason Tatum, but. Jalen Brown does stuff defensively and is more efficient on offense. I think that just makes him more valuable. Him out with a hamstring and having to deal with COVID at the beginning of the year has really hurt the Celtics' kind of momentum going throughout the year so far. They dropped against the Hawks uh, by, let's see, quick math. 11, I believe. 11. Yeah, big math guy. Look, it's it's okay. So you're missing the GOAT, Jalen Brown, the True. greatest 6'6 player of all time. I would I'm agree. Kidding. But no, um, <laughs> I was not. I was not. Mike and Kobe, fight me. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, super efficient, knows how to get to his spots, best defender on the team. You know, like, it, it's weird. It kind of sucks that Jason doesn't have, like, the same, I don't know, like, fire on defense that Jalen does because, like, that's what make Jalen makes Jalen so good. And even though the man's dealing with COVID, like, he was balling, having a career year, hopefully he's able to get back, get healthy, and you guys can get back on track. Pacers-Pistons, just looking at that, I just want to highlight this because the Pacers are four games under five hundred. 
which is rare for Pacer teams. They're usually always right around 500 no matter what going into the playoff time. Uh, so I can't think of who their head coach is right now. Oh, Rick Carlisle. Remember he went Rick there. Rick Carlisle, yeah. Yeah. yes. So Carlisle having some problems, it looks like. Uh, Cade Cunningham also is fully back at this point for the Pistons and you know, really good stat line. We're recording this on Thursday, so these are all Wednesday you know, games that we're talking about. So 16-8-6 for Cade. So a good showing for the number one overall pick. Yeah, I was saying, like, his shooting efficiency hasn't come yet, but since he's been playing, the Pistons are either 500 or they're 3-4, and four, which is only a game below it. And considering the expectations for him, like, that's it's actually pretty good. And the Pacers, they've lost a lot of close games. They gave the Jazz their first home loss of the season, so that was a quality win. But, like, they've lost a lot of these two, three possession games just like last night. I mean, Suns, Mavericks, another good game last night. And two top teams in the West. Suns come away with a win there by seven. Uh, Booker, big time three. You got to yeah. love those. Very encouraging that the Mavericks nearly beat the Suns without Luka playing a single minute because in years past, they wouldn't even be close if Luka's not on the floor. And KP was nice. Tim Hardaway, I think, stepped up. They had, I think, a lead in like the last few minutes, just weren't able to hold on. But that's what you expect from you know, a team that has the longest active win streak in the league. They got ten straight wins. So, uh, speaking of the NBA, guys, um, the Staples Center will be no more by Christmas time. Uh, the, the building will still be there, but it'll have a new name, the, the Crypto.com Arena. Personally, I hate it. Yeah. It's a trash name. Why? The, what, what's the .com for? Like, we they get they need to know where to go. I'm personally a huge fan of the name. Like, Get amazing. Get out. I won't tolerate this. I'm yeah, being this sarcastic, is... no, okay? I, I don't care. Even if it's out. <laughs> out. The Sorry. joke itself is just bad. Have a good week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will slander the Steelers all week now. Yeah, I mean, just... I know that, you know, I've read some articles about it now, and players, um, you know, are having to watch their words a little bit because you're not trying to upset sponsors. But at the same time, a lot of these guys are like, that's where Kobe and Shaq got their rings, you know? Like, these legends of the sport played in the Staples Center, and now yeah. it's Crypto.com Arena. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, and it's a 20-year contract. 20? 20-year contract. I can. I hey. think it's going to be one of those things where, like, it's going to get renamed, like, to the Crypto.com Arena, but people are still just going to call it the Staples Center. Yeah, that's what I, I saw. Like, people people like the Caesars Dome, I think is what they call the Mercedes-Benz Superdome now. Okay. Like, for the Saints, I think people just call it the Superdome. Like, they don't even use the actual sponsor name. So I don't, as much of a, like, they are changing it, but I doubt anybody necessarily calls it that, besides, like, announcers when they're announcing in there. So, look, the craziest thing is we were were talking about, you know, the five weirdest arena names. I don't have five, but I'm not sure when this happened. But the Suns arena name was different last year than it is this year. It is now called the Littlefoot Arena. I, I, I don't what is, understand. What is Littlefoot? I don't. I, I have no idea. I don't know why that's the name. I, at least I don't think that's what it was called last year. Littlefoot Company. Let's see what we get. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's a company. Oh, no, no, my bad. The Footprint Center. Oh, okay. That's right. not as bad, but it's still kind of, I don't know. It's the Footprint Center. Oh, it's an advisory and investment company. Is it just a foot? I've, I, the there's no logo. I, I mean, I haven't been able to find a logo. But, yeah, the Footprint Center, 
We need another series now. You know, Crypto.com versus the Footprint Center. We just got to we gotta, we gotta see it. That, that'd be kind of fun if we did like a weekly bracket of worst names. Guaranteed rate field for baseball has got to be up there. For the White Sox. Yeah. Guaranteed, guaranteed rate too low, field. And it's not nice. Like no. At all. No. I mean, even American Family Insurance Field now instead of Miller Park. Yeah, that's so stupid. Like when when the Cavs Arena used to be called the Quicken Loans Arena, no that. one said it all. They just said the Q, and it yeah. sounded cool now. Hold on, yeah. I suppressed that that it was not called Miller Park anymore from my memory. I had actually tuned that out. Thanks for bringing that up. Now appreciate it. <laughs> but like, oh, one last thing: the Warriors. Oh, yeah, running rough shot through the league. Like, but the weird thing is, the only two teams they've lost to are kind of like midish teams. John Morant edges them in OT, and then LaMelo edges them this past Sunday to end their winning streak. Like, I wouldn't have guessed that. But they still look like they're monstrous. League-leading net rating, I believe. They're like 13.6. So, on average, they're blowing teams out, which isn't surprising. But they haven't even gotten clay back. This team is going to be tough. I mean, Steph's averaging almost 29 points per game now, six rebounds and six and a half assists. They play the Cavs on Thursday night when we're recording this. So, I mean, Cavs 9-7 and seven this year, so respectable. But the thing about that is I found out Evan Mobley's going to be out for a few weeks. He just taken the Rookie of the Year um, lead narrowly over, um, I believe, it was uh, Scotty Barnes for me. So that's kind of unfortunate. And now the Warriors are probably going to kill them even more. And speaking of the Cavs, the Nets, I believe I believe the Nets beat them yesterday. The Nets have not really been good at beating good teams. They're 11 and 5, but they've won against almost all like bad teams. Like they got blown out by the Bulls, the Warriors, they lost to the Heat. Like anyone who's good that you can think of that they've played, they lose the the quality game. Are you saying that the Bulls are a good team? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Are we well, are we going to go on record and say the wait, Bulls are good? Did Josh the, just say the Bulls are good? I don't know if the Bulls are a good team, you know, blowing an 18 point lead to the below 500 Trailblazers. I, you well, not, not below 500 anymore is what they'll say. <laughs> oh, the Trailblazers are 8-8 eight and eight now, now that they won. That's true. You know. I'll, I'll say that the Bulls are decent. They're, they might be back. I'll, I'll just say the Bulls, <laughs> the Bulls might be back. They might be back. I won't go on record and say they're back yet. We're going to step aside for our first break of the uh, morning, I guess. It's always weird when you're recording these in the afternoon. So you're listening to this in the morning. We're going to step aside for just about couple minutes we'll be back with some more sports news links news anything you can ask for state bank of lincoln now a division of heartland bank and trust supports lincoln college basketball on 89x state bank of lincoln was founded by a group of businessmen first opening their doors to customers in january of 1904 in december of 2020 state bank of lincoln merged with heartland bank and trust and now offers heartland's products and services to the lincoln area state bank of lincoln with three branches in lincoln on broadway sangamon and woodlawn Home branch at 508 Broadway in Lincoln, member FDIC. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things Country Financial stands for. More than just an office you pass by driving through town. Neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of our community. Contact your local Country Financial representative, Michelle Bauer, today at 211 South Main in Lincoln. Call 217-735-9705 to talk about the things that are important to you and how we can help you protect them. Anytime Fitness supports Lincoln College basketball on 89X. Located at the corner of Logan and Keokuk in Lincoln, 
Anytime Fitness helps its members reach their fitness goal with amenities, including treadmills, elliptical cross trainers, spin bikes, and strength training with free weights. Their trainers are also on-site to help customers develop a personal fitness plan. Anytime Fitness is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for all members. They have several membership options. Anytime Fitness at the corner of Logan and Keokuk in Lincoln. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Now I'm you know, trying to get better, stronger than ever. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. A Shiro's work is never done. You care for the house, the kids, and our future. We're so grateful for all you do. Now, it's time to care for yourself and save a little more for retirement. A free three-minute online chat can give you the personalized tips you need to boost your retirement savings now. Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. To this just in, I think we forgot to introduce ourselves in the first segment. I'm Spencer Davis, Josh Howard, Aaron Evans with me. Guys, uh, I'm going to go on a quick rant here. This is going to be like a monologue, so I apologize. You it's guys okay, may get okay. sick of my voice here. Uh, I want to highlight, I just don't know how much, uh, you know, Seattle Kraken hockey you guys follow or the U.S. men's national team. I'm going to start with the Kraken. Uh, what is going on? They... <laughs> Uh, I thought they were going to be good. That's why I was really excited for their uh, season. They lose to a very good Golden Knights team to start. They beat the Predators at the Predators. So they're 1-1, one and one, and then they lose four games in a row. I'm like, okay, that, that's okay. They win two in a row, they lose two. They win one, and now they've lost five in a row. I think the goalkeeper's the issue. He is 39th in the NHL in goals allowed. There are 30 teams in the NHL, or uh, I think there's 32 teams now in the NHL. So he has given up more goals than backups on other teams. An issue, to say the least. They need to get it together. I want to go see him at some point, but if they're going to turn into the Detroit Lions of the NHL, uh, I'm in for a long ride as a hockey fan. Men's national team for soccer, they just uh, finished up their two fixtures in the World Cup qualifying of CONCACAF. Uh, 2-0, and or they finished Dos Acero against Mexico uh, this past week. Massive dub. Uh, put them at the top of the table over Mexico. And then their next match, they played Jamaica in Jamaica and were not able to pick up a W there. They did not lose, so a draw gets them 1.11. And now they find themselves in second place with six matches remaining in World Cup qualifying. They are at 15 points, Can- uh, well, Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada. Canada. 
Canada at 16 points and Mexico at 14, as well as Panama. So Mexico and Panama kind of duking it out for that third spot. Guys, in other sports news, what are we feeling like talking about? Well, you know, you just talked about a draw. And a certain two NFL teams that played this week with my that that my partners are a friend of I mean a fan of see now see now <laughs> I'm, not all friends, I'm not a friend of the team I root for they're not what? friend of Josh me. you just awoke a beast I'm just letting you know right now I'm, I'm about to monologue so hard on this so Steelers look, team one thing that there is important <laughs> one thing dialogue, that is important yeah. to point out Spencer they can no longer complete your 0 17 prediction you're welcome I'm super upset. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit more upset than you are. No, uh, I think I, I think I am. I, I think I am. My mom says otherwise when I screamed at the TV on Sunday. Now listen, first of all, yes, we had our backup quarterback, right? Sure, but you're playing an 0 and 8 team that has maybe shown maybe a couple games of signs that they can play in the NFL. Okay, <laughs> they're coming off a week. They're coming off a bye week. Before that bye week, they had just gotten curb stomped by the Eagles, of all people. And you go in there at home and you tie them. You score 16 points, okay? 16. Now listen. Mason Rudolph, if you're listening to this right now, please retire. (laughs) I know you're young in your career, but NFL's not working, buddy. I know you went to Oklahoma State. You got a degree, I'm pretty sure. Go to a... Go do that degree because football's not working, pal. Don't blame the glove in your press conference for spiking passes. Uh Uh-uh. That's not how we're doing things today, buddy. Deontay Johnson, field awareness is a thing. When you blow by a cornerback that's to your right side, he's going to try to tackle you from the right side because he's not going (laughs) to run all the way to the left. Switch the ball to your left side so it can't get punched out on the right side. Common sense knowledge. Pat Fryermuth, I'm not going to totally blame you for this because it's Mason Rudolph's stupid fault too. But when we're trying to get a field goal to end the game and we're trying to get out of bounds, you don't catch up out route pass and try to go upfield when we don't have timeouts. It's the smart thing to do. And then you fumbled it. That's just to cap it off. Got to love a turnover to end a 16-16 to game in overtime. Like, oh my goodness, that was so bad. I think Jared Goff ended up getting 111 passing yards, maybe. 114. Sorry, didn't mean to diminish his uh, record there. (laughs) Mason Rudolph threw the ball 50 times. Mike Tomlin, now here's where we get into your situation. Understand, last second switch of quarterback. I understand that. You always play down to the competition since you've been the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you should be on the hot seat. Nobody agrees with me. All that you've done in your time with the Pittsburgh Steelers has been a mid-head coach. You've had a 500 record every season. Congratulations. What has that led to? One Super Bowl when you were like in your second year with Bill Cowher's players. Congratulations. Pity clap. I'm done. Uh, The most heated I've ever seen, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, as a Lions fan... uh, when your running back almost runs on average for more than your quarterback throws for, uh, Jared Goff finished with an average of 4.6 yards per completion, and DeAndre Swift ran for about four yards a carry. It makes me want to vomit. Uh, I was able to watch, I believe, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, and I turned off overtime because I couldn't watch it. It was awful. Um an NFL quarterback cannot 
drop back 25 times and throw for 114 yards. Uh, and the fact that DeAndre Swift carried the ball 33 times is ridiculous and shows just a complete lack of offense. TJ Hawkinson didn't have a catch because they just they threw it to him once. And it, I think it was the triple coverage play that got picked off and they called it back for holding. Yeah. The rest, in, the rest I'm not going to blame the rest for it being tied, but that roughing the passer call on Goff was when our cornerback blitz was a terrible call, but then they made up for it because they called a stupid holding call on the Lions later. But, like, just T.J. Watt also got hurt. So, But I'm not going to blame the defense. The defense was on the field, like, the whole game pretty much. Their offense couldn't do anything. Forgot to mention this. The Lions, I think it was in the fourth still, punted the ball away. We got the ball on the Detroit Lions 45. That's when we caught the punt. We were already on their side of the field. We ran three plays for two yards and had to punt it right back. That was a Detroit Lions that's, drive. Yeah, Play calling, terrible. terrible. Offense was just terrible, except for Najee Harris. Najee, you're my boy. I still have your jersey. Love you, buddy. Still he have your jersey as if he's a rookie. I would hope you still have his jersey. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He's actually played well. Najee was one of the only bright spots of the game. And then T.J. Watt got another sack. He has, like, 13 and a half sacks and, like, eight games played. They said he's on pace for like twenty seven. That's insane. <laughs> but he's hurt now, Crazy. so but they're saying that he still might play this week because it's he's still sore. But all the X rays came back negative. Thank goodness, because uh, the future uh, defensive player of the year can still play. So true. Definitely not former defensive player of the year. That's for should sure. be former, but that's debatable. It is. We'll but... Also, uh, QBR ratings. <laughs> Chris, 14 for Jared Goff and a beautiful 36.7 for Mason Rudolph. So an absolute gunslinging performance from both guys. Uh, I expect rings to be in order for both of those guys. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Thanking them for their time and mm-hmm. sending them out the door, hopefully, for both of our teams. Uh, maybe Jared Goff can step up and be the backup for Big Ben next year. Uh, I think Big Ben's going to retire. but I think Mason Rudolph could probably start for the Lions. At this point, I would probably be happier with Mason Rudolph as my quarterback. But just to switch it up a little bit, if we're going to still do a little football, I just want to say, Jacoby Myers, if you're watching, congratulations on your first touchdown catch. Jacoby! Oh, yeah, I saw uh, that. I saw that post. If you saw the video afterwards he when he, so like, he got it, and like every single person, I'm pretty sure, on that Patriots sideline like huddled around him in the end zone. That's just how loved he is. Like, he, you obviously think that he's a good guy because, like, a good team guy. And, I mean, I think his record of the most yards before a touchdown has got to stand. Like, he has over 1,500 receiving yards, I think, which before a insane. touchdown, which is insane. I just don't get it. I was like, I mean, <laughs> how yes. have you never gotten open in the end zone? Yeah. I mean, yes, it was a garbage time touchdown, it's and touchdown. Brian Hoyer threw it, but it's a touchdown. Tutty is a tutty. And, I mean, that was just amazing to watch because I watched that live because I went, like, I, like, actually jumped out of my seat and cheered, not only just because he scored a touchdown, but because I was playing him in fantasy football. Yeah. So, yeah. win-win situation there for me. It's just one of those moments that you watch live and you know you'll never forget. Yeah. Jacoby Myers finally picking up his first touchdown. It was just a moment. It made everyone's heart sore. Uh, and how, like you know, like Billy Bean once said, "How can you not be romantic about football?" You know, that's well. A real Billy quote. Bean said, no, "How no, can no, you no, not?" No, that's be a real quote. I, was, <laughs> I don't think that's a real quote. Mine is a real quote. Don't let Aaron try to lie to you about what. My as Billy Bean, about. as Billy Bean once said, "How can you not be romantic about football?" Spencer Davis. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I'm not. I, that's a direct quote. 
by the way. That's completely factual. Put it on a poster. Yeah, you don't you don't have to go onto the internet and search that. That's completely factual. Just believe me. Uh, Just previewing believe me. this week, not any fantastic games, I would say. Hey, tonight, Thursday night football, because we're recording this on a Thursday. True. Patriots, Falcons, Super Bowl rematch. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Hey, Tom Mac Brady's Jones. Back. Mac Jones, listen to me real quick, okay? okay? I know that Brian Hoyer has a touchdown pass now to Jacoby Myers. Now it's your turn to get a touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers because I'm playing him tonight in fantasy. So I'm going to need you to step it up and throw it to him. I know you're having a decent year already. Rookie of the year, perhaps. Perhaps. Jacoby Myers, throw him the ball. So you know, he deserves it. I don't want to bring this up, but, you know, we talked about you guys' teams. Have to. My team lost. You know, it's just, it is what it is. What it is. You, oh, you yeah. stopped all that to just bring it. We were just going to let that slide, Josh. We weren't going to yeah, even talk about it. got to be yeah. fair, you know. Shout yeah. out to my mom's Dolphins for beating the Ravens. Thank you. Because yeah. you actually gave the Steelers a chance to take over first place in the division, and we choked it. That was but. easily the weirdest result ever. The fact that the Ravens got shelled by the Dolphins. Yeah. Every team in the AFC North lost because the Bengals didn't have a bye. Hey, also, um, Cam. Cam's back. He's back. He's and, back. Yeah, in a big way. What, and now two, after like after they blew out the Cardinals like that, there's a three-way tie for the best record in the league. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, the Cardinals did have to start Colt McCoy, but oh, yeah. you know, I mean, Colt McCoy had a good week last week, though. I mean, this week eh, the Panthers said no, no, no. The Panthers have like the second best defense in the league ranked, I think. Really, and they yeah. got Cam back. Two touchdowns yeah. on his first two touches, by yeah. the way. Yeah, Randy. Robbie Anderson, congratulations. You did something for me in fantasy football. <laughs> Good job, buddy. This is just an Aaron rant about yeah. fantasy football team. Also, you know, segment. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, I got to be fair. You know, when I was slandering the Chiefs, giving my sister a hard time, also got to talk. You know, they've righted the ship a little bit. Yeah, Pat Mahomes took that personal. Yeah, they destroyed, I can't remember, the Raiders, bro. Oh, they yeah. And the Raiders them. are good. Yeah, they yeah. Blew him out. Five touchdown passes, I think, for Mahomes. Yeah. Lit it up. Yeah, this week we've got uh, some solid games, I'll say, I guess. I'm looking through this a little bit more. Uh, Colts at Bills, 5-5 five and five Colts, 6-3 and three Bills. That I think be that'll, a really that'll, good be a good, that'll be a good game. Uh, it'll be raining in Buffalo, so that that's an easy Bills loss because <laughs> they should have the advantage. They play there all the time. They won't win that game. Titans, Texans. I feel like the Titans could choke this for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> but the fact that the Texans now see the Lions creeping up on them, they might feel a little bit more motivated to pick up another win. Dallas versus Kansas City. I feel like that game is going to be like 500 to like 495 in terms yeah, of scoring. I agree. I 100% agree. I'm absolutely down for that. The game well. of the week, though, folks. Here, you heard me right now. I'm predicting it. Cleveland versus Detroit. <laughs> Barn burner. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Nick Chubb is going to be back. Uh, it's Nick, looking like it. And Nick Chubb, which is great for my fantasy football team. I'll bring that up now. Yeah. Uh, because I have four running backs on IR right now in two leagues. Um, Nick Chubb is going to run for probably 175 yards on 20 carries against the Lions because we don't actually have a defense. Also, the fact that Jared Goff has 2,100 yards this season is beyond me. I don't know how it's possible. Uh, I'm tired of talking about the NFL. It gets me worked up. But right before this, I just wanted to tell you that the Steelers will lose to the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Okay, but you're playing Justin Herbert, who arguably has the best flow in all of sports. Very true, but 
yeah, we're going to lose. I don't know if Ben's going to be back in time, and yeah, that offense is not going to do anything. Prove me wrong, Steelers, but I don't think you will. Yeah, and also to note, uh, speaking of flows, Thor, going over to baseball. Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard inks a $21 million one-year deal to the Angels. And I still just don't understand that move at I don't all. Where, I don't know where it came from. Yeah, because I think because they showed a video. I saw a video on it, and it was uh, Noah Syndergaard like, talking about how he wanted to stay in the Mets organization, and then the next day he's like, poof, gone. One year, $21 million, that seems like a lot to pay for somebody that's constantly on the injured list, and I don't think he's pitched a full season since 2017 or 2018 maybe. And I think when his last like couple appearances, I think he's averaged like a four point something ERA. It just doesn't really make sense to s- sign him for that much, unless they're trying to reverse the Anaheim curse. Whenever you go to Anaheim, you get hurt all the time. Shohei Otani, yeah. Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon Shohei didn't get. Yeah, he was. Yeah, hurt. he was a little. Yeah, he blew up. Yeah. He blew out his elbow like two years in a row. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe they're trying to take the hurt guy that's hurt all the time, and they bring him there to reverse the curse. Reverse psychology. It, I mean, the Angels on paper should be way better than what they are. Yeah. You have the best player in baseball, Shohei Otani. Mixed have, with the other best player in baseball, you have Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. And Anthony Jared Rend- Walsh, who had like yeah. a great year. Anthony Rendon, who just fell off when he went to the Angels. Right, yeah, and... Like they have a very good team. They have guys yeah. like David Fletcher filling their infield. And they have the Joe Odell, yeah. who should still be pretty good. Yeah, it's they're such a weird team because a I never hear about them because they're on the West Coast and they're usually like fourth in their division. Yeah, so they're not making headlines besides Mike Trout hitting a ball like five hundred feet, four hundred and sixty-one feet, and then robbing a home run in the next inning, which yeah. makes no sense. And he blows out his knee in the next one or something. They also have Justin Upton. Like, Justin Upton's still in the league. Yeah, weird. That and then uh, Robbie Ray, who won the Cy Young, he's a free agent. Yeah, there's a few guys that are free agents. St. Louis Cardinals. He's up there for the taking, just saying. Yeah, with Quang Hyun Kim, also a free agent Could from care the less if he right. stays. <laughs> but, but that opens up that lefty rotation spot. Yeah, with also Hap and Lester, also free agents, who if we re-sign them back, I don't understand what we're doing with our lives. I feel like but, yeah, I could see Hap coming back, but I don't see both of them. Yeah, I think, especially with the Cardinals' rotation right now, I think it's what, Wainwright? It's Wainwright, uh, Flaherty. Hudson. Those will be our two, like, big guys. And then Hudson will... Hudson's. I think Hudson will be a decent pitcher in the next year. He'll be okay. And then... Probably Michaelis. Though. Michaelis, which I don't like at I feel all. I like Michaelis and Woodford will probably rotate. Yeah, and then you have a fifth opening. Yep. Those are all righties that we just named. Brandon Matthew Levator could be ready. That's fair. That is very fair. But let's yeah. not risk it. Also, Jose Quintana is only 32 years old and is a He hasn't been very good since. I know, since. but I think it's bizarre. I think it's a good, yeah. I think it's weird. I've seen that name for so long. Uh, we're running a little bit long in this segment. We're going to step aside for a break, and we're going to be back right after this. Acceptance Insurance supports Lincoln College basketball on 89X. Acceptance Insurance has been offering auto insurance coverage since 1965. Your Acceptance Insurance local managing agent based in Bloomington is Tyler Hunt. Tyler was born and raised and still resides in Lincoln. You can reach Tyler at 309-662-8100. 
Acceptance Insurance also serves customers facing limited options due to driving records, SR-22, and other situations. You can reach Tyler Hunt at Acceptance Insurance in Bloomington, 309-662-8100. Stuffteria Pizza in Lincoln supports Lincoln College basketball on 89X. Stuffteria offers made-to-order pizzas, from the typical variety of all toppings to the low-carb crustless pizza skillet for those trying to cut back on calories. Stuffteria also offers many sandwich options, pasta dishes, salads, wings, and desserts. Stuffteria is open for takeout, drive through or delivery every day starting at 4. Stuffteria, 102 Fifth Street in Lincoln, 217-732-3100. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. My son Aiden has asthma. Secondhand smoke has triggered his asthma so badly, he ended up in the emergency room and spent multiple nights in intensive care. Now he's on a whole bunch of medications. My tip to you is, don't be shy about telling people not to smoke around your kids. Half of U.S. kids are exposed to secondhand smoke. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. I'm Haley Kyoko, and I know what it's like to struggle with mental health issues. If you have a friend that's going through a tough time, now is the perfect moment to reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Saturdays uh, going as well as mine is, I think. Hopefully, I'm speaking in the future, at least. Future Spencer is on a bus right now, I think. Uh, you know, living his best life, hopefully. Josh also on the bus, maybe living his best life. Yeah, you know, ready to see the Lynx try and string together two wins for the first time this season. Absolutely. We'll talk about that right after we talk about the UFC. Me, Josh, Aaron, we're here. UFC, big UFC guys. Aaron's starting to get into the sport now. Kind of. Kind of. It, it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. You know, adjustment I, period. Exactly. Yeah, so last weekend, we didn't get a really good chance to preview it. It didn't look like a lot on paper. Uh, there are a couple of guys that you know like to root for. Song Yudong on the main card. Uh, big knockout power guy in Chaos Williams. Yeah. Both guys, big knockouts. Bro, I was watching the call. I know you were busy, you know, with the with the broadcast, and I felt bad when I was watching it. I was like, man, Spence can't see this. But when they said that Miguel Beza had only lost to Ponzinibbio, I was like, okay, this dude actually really good. I got to pay attention. Chaos Williams, he has a good opponent. They're fighting. Chaos takes the first round, but they're hitting each other hard. Miguel beats up his legs a lot, and then Miguel wins the second round. You're like, oh, it's going to come down in the third round. He starts winning the third. It's very close, but I had him up in the third round, even though I was rooting for chaos because he's a knockout guy. 
And once again, every time they connect, it's landing so hard. And you're like, one of them got to go down, but, like, they seem perfectly fine every time. And one time ago goes for a leg kick. He gets him, but, like, Chaos cuts the angle a little bit, swings wildly, clips his chin, and he just folds on the ground. I was like, bro, that fight was crazy. And he, he recovered fast, you know, the, the getting up, getting mad at the rest a little bit, animated. <laughs> I, I'd probably do the same thing. I got knocked out like that, but, like, that fight was beautiful. And then... Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. Did you get um, off the broadcast in time to see that? I got to see rounds two through five. Oh, okay. Okay. So, cool, 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 uh, cool. Which is awesome. Uh, another fight of the year contender. I we'll, actually have it as my fight of the year. We will talk about that uh, later on in the semester. Probably, well, I'm saying later on in the semester. <laughs> and like, we got like two weeks left. Um, we'll definitely do that. I would love to do a uh, kind of MMA awards just as a special kind of segment because – this fight was incredible. I mean, yeah. the final stats end up being 251 total strikes for Max compared to 186 for Yair. Uh, Yair was more efficient, yeah. which is not something you typically see out of Max. Max yeah, it was, usually, it was really impressive. Uh, leg kicks were ridiculous. Max threw 43, landed 35. Yair threw 64 and landed 57. Yair's plan, like, it was, you could see it off the top. Like, he was trying to take out the legs. And it was crazy that, like, Max never wilted. I saw him throw a quick a kick one time, and he, like, his balance fell off for a second. I'm like, maybe his legs are hurt. But, like, that was the only time I could see it in the way that he was, like, moving. So that man's mental toughness, next level. And the crazy thing is, obviously, I, I was rooting for Max in the fight, but I had him down 0-2 after the first two rounds. And he won three straight, mixed it up, used his wrestling, really messed up Yair's face. Able to claw back one at three two. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Yair's foot after the fight. Yeah, it was all puffed up and everything. It was nasty. Swollen, huge. Yeah, it's like the size of like a bicep. The dudes, I'd never seen a foot get that. You couldn't see that it was a foot. It just looked like there was this giant lump on top. So you're like, you see the toes, but then it's just like, yeah, gross. I did like thinking about it. I was like, if you touch that, it would jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> uh, some controversy, though. You know, it wouldn't be UFC if there wasn't some controversy. This time, not at the hands of the fighters. It's at the hands of the refs. Herb Dean, my boy, dude, you got to step in there and make your call. Marcos Rogerio de Lima versus Ben Rothwell. De Lima drops Rothwell. Uh, gets him up on the fence. He's just smacking the life out of Rothwell here. Uh, Herb Dean steps in and makes contact with DeLima. So DeLima stops for a moment, and then Herb backs up and like, oh, I'm not stopping the fight yet. So DeLima just goes back to punching this unconscious Ben Rothwell before Herb jumps back in after DeLima looks up at Herb again and is like, this man is out. I'm so not the, even sure what I was doing. Somehow I missed that. I got to go back and watch that. I got to see that fan. Thing, but that's crazy. That ha I didn't even hear. Usually, like, when... when the ref does something a bit weird. You hear the fans talking about it. I guess you I didn't missed. hear about it. I did not oh, hear like, about it at all. That's that was crazy. a big controversy. There was I believe you. I, I thought I heard somebody talking about that one day in class, like this week, about it. Some about the referee doing something wrong. Yeah, it was. It was just he double stopped. Like so, he made the. If he had stuck with his first call, which was correct, Rothwell was out. He wasn't defending himself. Mm -hmm. That's a good stoppage. You can't jump in and then 
stop the fight for a second and then second guess yourself and be like, oh no no no, I didn't actually call the fight. And then this <laughs> I think that'd be kind of funny to watch. Like uh, he just I'm, steps in and be like, yeah, no no no, go ahead and just beat the crap out of this guy for a couple more seconds. Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna call call. Yep, we're good. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it, I'm trying to pull it up here really quick because um, like you you don't understand the extent of it. If you're just like, if I'm just describing, because you're like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, but like, I'm talking like, these are 20, probably 20 unmatched strikes just to Rothwell's head as he's leaning up against the fence. Let's see here. Here we go. Also, didn't realize Ben Rothwell's out of Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Pretty, pretty close, man. Wisconsin. Kenosha, actually. So. so, oh, here we go. Got it. Give me a second. Yeah, Dang, Rothwell's had 53 fights. Good grief. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a he's, he's a been there for a while. Good man. vet, man. All right. I'm going to drop this off to you guys here. and Watch that. Just hit the space bar and start watching. Um, okay. Basically, you know, the UFC is going in a great direction, uh, just kind of trying to kill some time here in between. Yair and Max, fantastic fight. It's going to go down into the record books, at least for this year, as one of the top ones of the year. Uh, you know, I think Corey TJ's probably in there as well. Some real bangers. Uh, but Song Yudong, big pickup there for himself. 14th now in the rankings, opposed to 15. So he moves up one spot after his win and will likely see an opponent above him this time around. Uh, I know that he was facing an unranked this time around, but, you know, he will likely face someone above him this time. What do you guys think? Yeah, that whole call off was weird. Yeah. I was confused myself. I'm watching, like, my eyebrow yeah, raised. very confused. Yeah. Yeah, because you could see that, like, uh, uh, Lima kind of stopped. Like, he, like, stopped while he was still, like, holding him. And then the ref finally was like, yeah, we're going to call it, like, while he, like, tackled him. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but, like, yeah, that's kind of a weird call. I mean, it's a good win for DeLima. Don't want to yeah. take that away from him. Oh, yeah. Most and definitely. I don't think anyone's disputing whether or not he won. Uh, it's just more of the referees, like first like, take. Right, you gotta, you gotta jump in there, man. Like that's your job. You gotta protect these guys. You can't yeah. be letting these guys try to be warriors, like uh, Mario Yamasaki or anything like that. <laughs> Mario, if he dies, he <laughs> dies. Yamasaki. I love the YouTube comments, like giving a few different refs out there na- nicknames and stuff. Like, yeah, they're willing to let you go all the way. Also, Sonya Dong might be one of the best names I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's like an all name guy. That you might know, be, like, my favorite UFC fighter now. Song Yudong is one of my... Like, he just has a good name. It flows really well. I mean, Jim Miller is one of my personal favorites. He will be on the show one of these days. I will get him on the show. Um, People are saying he might come next week. I would love that. I would love to sit down with Jim Miller. He has an incredible story. Like, you know, like... Um, People, you know, like I used to joke about liking Jim Miller a little bit. I was like, oh, you know, like, it's Jim Miller. He's a tough guy. And then, like... You find out his backstory. The guy fights with Lyme disease. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. I know that. So Lyme disease attacks your joints, yeah. right? He is a jujitsu artist, which is all about joints. joints. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that he is still competing, he just completed his 50th fight overall in the record-tying 37th walk to the octagon, I think, and got a knockout, which was sick. I was at work. I was like, I, I wanted to see the security cam footage because there's one behind uh, the bar where I work at. Um and I was, like, legit jumping up and down because I'm sure that would have been hilarious to watch. This weekend, not a whole lot going on. Uh, it's a little bit of a down week. Uh, Ketlin Vieira and Misha Tate headlining with Michael Chiesa and Sean Brady serving as the 
uh, co-main, which honestly I think the co-main is more interesting in this regard. Like yeah. Kiesa Brady is a really interesting matchup with Kiesa coming in as the sixth ranked fighter. Sean Brady fourteen and zero, and the fourteenth ranked fighter. So eight jump or eight spot jump possibly for Brady if he can pull off a win, and is the favorite, mind you. Yeah, like Sean Brady, really complete fighter, monster. You know, I, I believe he has great hands as well. So like. I, I kind of understand it because the few fights I've seen, dude is he's tough. He's a tough fight. Obviously, he's fourteen and zero, but like we're gonna we're gonna see what Kiesa has. You know, it's probably going to be wrestling based. We know how he fights, but we're gonna see if he can pull off something here. Sounds weird to call it an upset when he's ranked so much higher, but that's what it is, I guess. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk Lynx basketball now. We didn't get a chance le- uh, last weekend. Um, which they picked up a win that day against Governor State. Huge win for the guys' team. Women's team dropped by two, I believe, was yeah. the end result of yeah, that Yeah, it was one. two. That also really good game, really good basketball played on Saturday. Uh, just unfortunate that not both of the teams could pick up wins. You know, uh, It happens from time to time. Josh, we went to Indiana, went to Mishawaka uh, on Sunday night for the game on Monday. We watched them play Bethel. Weren't able to pick up a win there. You know, just they were able to put up 82, but unfortunately Bethel scored 93. And as the game of basketball goes, the team with more points at the end of the buzzer wins. So most of the time, most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) So just by simple mathematics, we lost that one. We got to see some couple of sweet plays. I got to see a replay of that Cam Gardner dunk. That dunk was beautiful. It was nasty. And I was just saying, like, before the game, like, Outside of Dejan, and even then, possibly challenging Dejan for most athletic on the team, Cam Gardner is – that man can fly. And we were talking yesterday, he he went up for two-handed like, layup lines. Looked like he just floated up there and then just dunked it and fell back down. It was crazy. Then Wednesday, we saw them play at Indiana's uh, Northwest in yeah. Gary, Indiana. where we So we were on the call last night for that one. Uh, obviously, this is a – uh, airing on Saturday, we called this on Wednesday. We we're recording this on Thursday. That was a great game. I mean, wouldn't say it was a great game. It was a very ugly game. Yeah, I mean, both a, teams shot under twenty percent from three. Slow defensive game. The first half, both teams were very inefficient. The Lynx being super inefficient. Twenty percent from the field, thirteen percent from three. Like it was bad. But they were only down eight, and they ramped it up. Played a lot better in the second half. Got out of there, five-point win. Andre Williams was, I believe he scored the final non-free-throw bucket. But you know, I had to bring up in philosophy class today with Dejan. I was like, you know, this man closed out the game on a put-back dunk. Yeah. Only their best player. It was, it was. we were so hyped. That play was awesome. Yeah, I mean, because Dejan got dunked on earlier in the yeah. game. And then, Josh, you had a just beautiful foreshadowing there during the game. You're like, I think Dejan gets this one back, you know. He's not a guy that's just going to take lightly and then, boom, Dejan tipped dunk. To get the final regulation bucket for the links. Josh Howard, future a- NBA <laughs> analyst. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting it at the time either, because uh, I can't remember who it was missed the layup. I'm like, I hope we can get the rebound, because it was one or two point game, and I'm like, okay, if they go back down, they could tie or take the lead. And the next thing I know, Dejan's just up there dunks it, and my mind doesn't register for a second. I'm like, <laughs> yay! <laughs> That's so- awesome. I, and you know, like I wouldn't say that the Lynx were inefficient with their shots. They were taking good shots. Yeah, they were they taking good shots. Weren't going down. It didn't feel like they were forcing shots. It was just one of those games for whatever reason. Yeah. 
Connor Fuller could not find the bottom of the basket from behind the arc. Yeah, had about three or four good looks, we said, in the yeah. first half. Just missing, like, wide-open three-pointers. And it wasn't like he didn't airball any. He wasn't hitting back iron. Like, he was missing long or short. You know, as the saying goes, good shooters miss short or long. And he is a good shooter, I would say. I'd go on the yeah. record and say that. Uh, just for whatever reason, couldn't find the bottom of the bucket from three. I mean, to be fair, like, none of his other teammates could. They went three for 21 from the three-point line in the last game, 14%. So, yeah, the fact that they were able to win shooting 31% from the field uh, against a team that shot 38, it came down to free throws, Josh. They shot 75% and came out with the dub. Yeah, you know, this is a team that shoots around 73% from the free throw line, so shooting a little higher, 75 something they're capable of consistently. And in the first half, I remember being happy about the fact that while we hadn't had anything going else offensively, Got to the free throw line ten times, hit eight, and we'd only let the opponent get to the free throw line four times, in which they split two for four. So, like, we were getting to the line, and we weren't hitting shots. We were still trying to get to the paint, get those high percentage shots, and able to win the game, even though it was a gritty, grimy game. Yeah, I mean, and that's the kind of win that you have to have. The Lynx now two and two in the conference, and they are preparing, as we speak, as you're hearing this at least, for another conference game against the 25th-ranked South Bend Titans in the CCAC Conference. So another ranked opponent, Josh. Obviously, luck has not gone our way in terms of ranked opponents so far this year. Lost to Bethel early. They're down. To, they're not at 18 anymore. Still ranked at 24. Olivet now has entered the rankings at 22. Uh, we lost to Indiana Wesleyan, who's up to eight, I think now. And now we're going to face number 25. So, and Bethel received votes earlier on in the season. So we've had a very tough opening schedule. I mean, we've played what? This will be our 10th game coming up. Uh-huh. And we've played five ranked opponents almost. Yeah. That's tough. Very tough, very tough. And, like, we talked about it. I mean, we talk about it every broadcast, really. Specifically on the road games, outside of, you know, that instance on Sunday, been losing by an average of four points on the road. Get the first road win yesterday. This is a team that's right there every time, even though they're playing tough competition. And we saw them finally kind of figure out some late-game execution, so maybe that's going to get them over the hump in these close games, and they're going to find they're going to start to find ways to pull them out. Yeah, I mean, they've won now two of their last three games. Yeah, you know, uh, get I in mean, a groove. Absolutely. I mean, we're not going to talk about the games before that because that doesn't help our sample size. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't talk about those. Yeah, we, it's a selective sample here. We want to make sure the numbers sound good. But obviously, huge game on the road, so that's on WLNX. You're listening to this at a, probably about 1045, so guess what? You've got basketball coming at you in like an hour and 15 minutes. So right after Josh and Daniel's show, just stick around. And you've got more of us, Josh and I, on the call. That's going to be a banger of a game. Not uh, Actually, I'm not sure if we will be on at noon. I know that there's some uh, things trying to be figured out with the women's team. A couple of COVID cases with that right now. Uh, so that one's kind of up in the air from what I've been told. We'll let you know on that through our social media page, which you definitely should follow because we post uh, fantastic memes almost every day. Our second that. People are saying they are the best. Uh, people have said that. Aaron is one of them. Uh, at this, just in WLNX on Twitter. Make sure you follow us there. We're going to step aside for the last time today. Grau, Chevrolet, Buick, and Lincoln thanks you for tuning in to Lincoln College Basketball on Xfinity Channel 5 and WLNX 88.9 FM. We're a proud supporter of Lincoln College and what it brings to our community. Lincoln College, a great local institution with great people doing great things for the education of people in our community.
everybody. It's time for today's STEM tip. Want to know how to make your selfies even better? Okay, let's use science. The best time for photos is golden hour. That's the moment right before the sun sets, when the atmosphere scatters blue and violet wavelengths, making perfect, soft, and golden selfie light to show off that beautiful face of yours. Click. Check out She Can STEM for more inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The City of Lincoln's Fitness Court, brought to you by the LMH Community Health Collaborative, is located at 235 8th Street in Lincoln. The Fitness Court is bringing free fitness to everyone because our community values health. The simple seven-minute system provides a full-body workout that only needs your body weight, giving anyone a chance to get started. Check out the Fitness Court app to find a library of free workouts. City of Lincoln's Fitness Court, brought to you in partnership with the LMH Community Health Collaborative. Guest House Coffee and Pastries in Lincoln supports Lincoln College Basketball on 89X. Located at 113 South Kickapoo on the Square in downtown Lincoln. Guest House is home to ethically sourced coffee beans from all over the world, roasted right in the shop. They also have pastries made in the store every day. Guest House Coffee and Pastries is a locally owned small town business. Opening every weekday morning at 6, Saturdays at 7, and Sunday mornings at 8. Guest House Coffee and Pastries in Lincoln. To the final segment of the night for us, guys, we're talking some predictions here. What do, what do we want to predict? We know first, the baseball MVP Aaron's happy about who he thinks it's going to be. Who are you guessing? So, first off, congratulations to Robbie Ray and Corbin Burns yes. for winning Cy Young. I think we called those. I think we did, too. At least I know I did. Yeah, that sounds right. Because I was, I thought Robbie Ray deserved it because neither of the other two AL arms were relevant in the conversation, in my opinion. Corbin Burns barely etched out Zach Wheeler, who I didn't think would get the second place, but he did. And Scherzer ended up being in third, which was kind of surprising. But anyway, MVP tonight, I think it's pretty obvious who the two are going to be to most people, unless as I think it's going to be Shohei Otani in the American League. You can make a case for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but I think it's going to be Otani because of the pitching factor yep. along with the hitting factor. And then in the NL... It's got to be Bryce Harper. I, yeah. I mean, I can't think of anybody else. The other two people off the top of my head, it's uh, Soto, who you can make a case for, but Harper just had an amazing year. And then who's the other NL? Uh, Fernando Tatis. Tatis, yeah, not Tatis. Definitely not Tatis. <laughs> well, and I think that Bryce Harper winning the Hank Aaron Award for best hitter it in kind the of NL solidified it. over Soto, yeah, was just kind of like, okay. Soto's glove is not that much better than Harper's. Where it's I don't think make. Soto's glove's good at all, in my opinion. Right. And Neither of them like, are necessarily defensive all-stars. Right, but. and even if it was, I don't think it's a significant enough jump that you yeah. can justify being like, okay, Soto's glove is so much better than Harper's that it makes up for 
Harper being a somewhat almost or a, a slightly better hitter. Sorry, I was looking for the right word there. Yeah. A slightly better hitter. Uh, I agree. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Bryce Harper wins for the National League, and I think Shohei probably wins it for the MVP. Also, uh, a let, like Shohei winning is going to be horrible for Las Vegas in terms of sports books. Because yeah. the odds on Shohei winning the MVP before the season were ridiculously high. Yeah. And then he is going to probably gonna do it. win. And Unless, the, like, they, some kind of curveball gets thrown and Vlad Jr. wins it. Unless the sports books make sure Shohei doesn't win it. That's fair. <laughs> hey, that's all I'm saying. The baseball what, writers do have a history of maybe not picking the necessarily correct choice. Are you a conspiracy? But... I'm down. I'm always I mean, down for conspiracy. Now, if Marcus <laughs> Simeon wins it, we know something's up. Okay, hey, no disrespect. To no Marcus disrespect. Simeon. You had Marcus Simeon had an amazing year. Like, yes. no joke. But Vladdy he wasn't even the best player in his time. Yeah, and then if Fernando Tatis wins the MVP in the NL, we're gonna riot. I, like I'm that's down. just what's gonna happen. I'll, I'll stand with that one because well. Tatis did not have an MVP season. I don't even think. Hot take. I don't think Tatis will get third in voting. I think a fourth person will come up and be third in voting. I don't even think Tatis will get third. He very might, or very well, could split votes, honestly. Because I uh, think Freddie Freeman should have been in that discussion. But and we could see him stand up there uh, towards the end of that too, when those results are released. Yeah, we also didn't talk about free agency, but Freddie Freeman wants six years, two hundred. Yeah. And Atlanta I don't know doesn't gonna, want to do that. I don't know if he's going to get that from any team because Atlanta was like, "We'll do five years." But they don't know about a six-year because Freddie Freeman's 32. Yeah, and that thir- age 37 season's where things start getting dicey. Yeah. Um, and also, like, they're going to have to pay Acuna. They're going to have to pay out uh, they already have gotten. They already have done Albie's contract, and they p- are paying him, like, dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, and, like, I think Freddie Freeman should absolutely get paid. Um, he should just get paid because he's a beast. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like, if you want rings, you're probably going to have to take somewhat of a discount. But I think in but my think 200 opinion... 200 million is a discount, honestly. Yeah, in my opinion, I think if it comes down to it where they're like, we'll give you five for 200, Freddie will take it. Because I feel like that's the type of guy Freddie is, and I think he's dedicated to the Braves organization. I just don't see Freddie going anywhere else. So I think that the Braves kind of know that. Yeah. And But, like, I still think six years for Freddie Freeman might be too much. I think five years is fine because then yeah. maybe he gets like an like another year later on an extension or something if he proves in like his age thirty six season that he can play still. But yeah. besides that, I just can't see him going anywhere else. Yeah, it, it, that would be such a culture shock, and trying to watch Freddie Freeman in a different uniform uh, would be disgusting. <laughs> I would not stand. For yeah, it. Uh, really quickly, Lions will lose this week. Take that to the bank. Steelers will lose this Ravens, week. Take that to the bank. Ravens, please beat the Cubs. I mean, not the Cubs. The uh, <laughs> this the just Bears. in. The, <laughs> uh, the Cubs have entered the NFL to play the Ravens this week. They're the, probably better than the Bears. But yeah, the Bears could be considered the Cubs because they are children compared to the other teams in the NFL. So well, not the Lions. Lions are like toddlers. Hey, I'm, I'm the not going to talk too like much trash because I don't want to lose children. and look terrible. So you know, shouldn't have been talking. You know, shouldn't have been talking. <laughs> Call off the dogs. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. It's been a great show. Once I again. agree. We're going to be back. Hopefully, uh, we're going to figure some things out in terms of Thanksgiving week. That's kind of an awkward episode to try to record because uh, you guys are with your families. Hopefully, we'll be with our families. But 
we're still going to try to put something out. We will let you know uh, through our social media at this just in on, uh, or excuse me, at this just in WLNX on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you follow us on that. We'll be uh, trying to interact with you guys more often. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week.